Alright, hello guys and welcome back. We got another podcast, the second one this week, and our second annual All-Star Weekend podcast. Doing it bigger and doing it better, hopefully. So, I bring back my buddy Chris again, and we'll break down the All-Star rosters, thoughts on the on the rosters themselves, maybe some snubs, who wins MVP, what team wins. Then we'll get into all the events, the rising stars, the fact that there's no shooting stars this year, the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, the three-point contest, and the slam dunk contest. So, it's going to be a great one this year. So, we start with the overall rosters, and... Chris, if you had to give me a letter grade on the overall all-star rosters, what would you grade it? Is this on the whole roster or the starters? Just the the whole rosters in general. Uh, let's go with a B. Solid okay. B. I don't really like the start of Wade at shooting guard for the East. Okay. Um, I think Jimmy Butler is definitely more deserving. Carmelo's not too exciting for the East starting either. I mean, he should be in the game, but he's just not like that thrill guy, I would yeah. say. I really hate that Lillard got snubbed again. I'm, he should be in it. I don't like that. Cousins, I think, should be starting the game. It blows my mind that he's not. First of all, because he's by far the best center in the league, and the West doesn't even have a starting center, which is annoying because that's what it's supposed to be. Um, and then... Obviously, with Kobe starting, that's that's totally fair. Does he does he deserve it this year? No, but does he deserve it because of his career? Hundred percent. He's been a part of every All Star game since like nineteen ninety eight or nine. So obviously, he deserves to get that last last attempt at the start. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I would have to go slightly higher. I would say I would say B plus because at this point, like it's really hard to start criticizing the fans because. Well, I shouldn't say hard. It's it's too easy to criticize the fans because every year they get something wrong. Like Wade starting over Butler, we agree, is tragic. Carmelo starting over Drummond is also wrong. And not just because Drummond's better this year, but because entertainment factor. I think Drummond's more entertaining, like you said, than a Carmelo Anthony. Definitely. So uh, I would give it a B plus. but uh, you look at the overall rosters, and because I don't really pay attention to the starting lineup anymore, like we said, for the fan reasons. But the overall roster is I'm pretty satisfied with the Eastern Conference. I'm I'm really I'm really good with. I don't think I think that that last spot could have gone to Isaiah Kemba or it, it Reggie was in the running, but then he kind of had a slow start the last couple the last couple weeks and that kind of hurt him. But uh, so I was fine if Isaiah or Kemba got in. Ultimately, it was Isaiah, so I was fine with that. I'm completely fine with the East roster and. Then in the West, again, just looking at it from an overall roster perspective, because I don't expect the fans to get it right at this point, I'm okay with it. I really like it, and I agree that Lillard is a snub Like if you had to pick one, but I don't really know who he gets in. I'm fine with it because of like you could make the argument over Aldridge because Lillard's better than Aldridge, but I think with how good the Warriors and the Spurs are, if you're going to give the Hawks four players last year, yeah, then, well, that was then you got to give. Yeah, it was because the East was bad last year. Like, not even they didn't even have enough All Stars to make a team. So that was that was just horrific last year. But in the West, I think you got to give Golden State three because I think Green Clay and Clay is the only one you could kind of argue yeah, is Clay, not really Clay over deserving. Draymond for sure would be yeah like to argue right, right, right. So I but I think all three of them deserve it. I think Kawhi absolutely deserves an all-star. 
And Aldridge, he's a fringe guy, and I'm okay with giving it to him, like I said, because the Spurs and Warriors are so dominant. I'm okay with the Spurs getting two, the Thunder getting two, and the Warriors getting three, because I think I think that those teams are just so good that I think I think they deserve that. So I, I'm okay with that. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Dirk get in because I just I like Dirk, but well with Blake he got he's in the game. He no, oh he's injured, but yeah, right. He's got to be in the roster. No, right? he he wasn't. Huh? He wasn't because he was a coaching decision. He didn't make the vote, and oh, then the coaches okay. didn't pick okay, him. Okay, I was gonna say that opens up a spot for a guy. Okay, right, okay. right, yeah. So so I guess we've already kind of talked about it. The snubs. Um, you said Lillard. I agreed. Uh, Chris, state your case for who in the West he replaces and why. I I would say that's tough because you brought up a good point with the Spurs thing. But Aldridge really hasn't been like that. Not only is he really not that exciting of a player because it's mm-hmm. essentially what the fans want to see is alley-oops and dunks and three points. He's just going to go in there. He's setting screens. He's hitting the mid-range jumper. So it's just like, ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> but he's really not like that dominating either right. to like – Oh, he definitely deserves to be an all-star. He's put on, like, what, 16 and 9, which, I mean, good numbers for right. sure. But it's because of the team, I think. If they, yeah. if they had 10 less wins, I don't think he's getting in. Yeah. And I think Lillard is getting in. I still think Lillard should be in it. Just because, I mean, he's not a bad team, but he's still a good player, and he didn't get in last year, and they were a good team. Right. So he got snubbed, in my opinion, back-to-back years. And I think this year Aldridge essentially took his spot. Yeah, and I think I think another argument you can make for it is that if Lillard doesn't get elected into the all-star games, he doesn't participate in the events, and I want to see him in the no, events. No, he's good at the events, too. Yeah. That's the thing. So, well, I mean, what it comes... you got to think, though, like... I want to say Aldridge took a spot, but essentially it was Kobe that took his spot. Because right, yeah. If this wasn't Kobe's last year, well, he still might have gotten voted in because those people love him, but <laughs> he doesn't deserve it, and, all, and Lillard is essentially is that guy who would take the spot. So next year... I don't. I if Lillard gets snubbed next year, I'm done. I'm never watching again because next year that should be his spot if he's doing what he's doing now. Um, but yeah. All right, we'll 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 mark that down and we'll we'll see where you're at a year <laughs> from now. But yeah, I agree with the Lillard. Like I believe that he does deserve it. I don't really think there's anybody else. And, and that's an interesting point to make the argument over Kobe. And I've heard these ideas like maybe giving a legacy spot each year, like an honorable spot. Uh, what do you think of that idea? Like reserving one, adding one extra spot. I do kind of like that because, like, say Duncan was to come back again, because like maybe right. he, he wants his last rodeo and doesn't want to go out with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Duncan deserves to be there too, right? So he would get that spot next year, or maybe a Garnett could have got it this year, a Paul Pierce, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, that's a cool idea. I actually never even heard of that. Yeah, and and also there was another idea, maybe just overall in general, making an NBA roster size fifteen instead of instead of twelve. And adding adding that to the field, I don't know about that because, like you said, the East last year wasn't even like a, a cool squad. Really, yeah. like they had four Hawks on the team. Like that's not even like that exciting. And with that, with adding three more guys, then you're taking away the excitement Minutes, of yeah. the, the excitement of the guys who we really want to see. Right, right. So right. I don't know. I do like the legacy idea actually, though. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. I'm trying to remember now where I heard it. Uh, it was somewhere. It was one of the ESPN guys. I think it was Zach Lowe that brought it up in one of his podcasts, a little post. Uh, great listen, by the way. I recommend that for sure. Uh, so, with that being said, like I, I like that legacy idea. And do you think though? Do you think that with these changes, like because we both acknowledge that every year 
the fans pretty much f up the rotation or yeah. f up the the selections. Do you think they should make some changes to the All Star voting, or do you like giving the fans the power? Well, I I don't like giving the power by any means, but I do like that they are involved, like right. they have a say of who they want to see. But it's like it seems that they don't pick the right guys, like who we want to see. Like it's weird, like because I'm a fan and I vote, but. I didn't vote for who they voted for. I didn't mm-hmm. vote for Carmelo and Wade to start the game, nor do I think they should be starting it by excitement-wise or uh, deserving-wise. But a market like New York is obviously going to cast all their votes, and Carmelo winded up in, in that spot. So, I mean, I can't – I'm not going to complain about it, but I don't necessarily like it all the time. Like, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it's kind of annoying because it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like I said, wow. Now that I, now that I think about that legacy spot more, I kind of do like that because I I do think like each year there's always somebody well, that earns it. Next year, like I said, it'd be Duncan or yeah, Dirk or Dirk, yeah, one of the two. So yeah. you know, at least next year you, you would have that spot. What I've heard of this idea where like the fans vote in their players, but they don't necessarily like vote in the all stars. Like they vote in like they vote in like five, three to five guys or something. I've heard, it was this radical idea. I forget where I heard it from. But they vote in like three to five guys, and then like the coaches just like kind of pick the rosters and like organize them how they are. But the counter argument to this whole thing is like you look at you look at like the Hall of Fame ballots and like All Stars appearances really matter sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like because twenty years from now, you're not gonna know th- these players the way our generation knows them. You're just gonna look at okay. Three All Star appearances, average twenty a game. Cool, he could score, but he only made All Star three times. Like, no thanks. Well, that's that, how I was looking for Lillard right now. Right, he, he's still at zero. So. Right, right, yeah. So, so like, there's that argument, but there's also uh, so it, it, they. I do think they have to figure out something to maybe weigh, maybe weighting the the fan voted or something, just something to where the fans are involved. Because I do, I do like the fans well, being involved. But one thing I might. They could, I guess, borrow the the MLB All Star Game. They do. They all pick the rosters, and then it comes down to one vote. It's a fan vote for each uh, division, the NL and the AL, and it's like four guys, and then the fans vote on that who should get the last spot, oh, which I okay. think would be a guy good idea. Like, had the mo- eleven most deserving players to be in it, and then the last spot, the twelfth uh, person on each side, comes down to the vote. Uh, which I think would be a good idea because that way you have the guys that are deserving and yeah. you pretty much have the guys that you really apparently want to see, like a right. Wade or how, whatever you want to do. Yeah, no, I I like that idea. I am I didn't really I don't follow MLB too much, so I didn't I didn't know that that's how they did that. That's cool, and I think it would create like an ultimate purge for those last spots. Like those those fans would go crazy yeah. over those last spots. Like you'd see like a million votes. And, like, the fan voting is a problem because Zaza Pachulia was, like, 20,000 away from getting in this year. Like, that's a problem. No, he's having a good year, but no. He's, right, right. He's not, oh, no, God. <laughs> right, yeah. Like he, he, yeah, he was, like, 50,000 votes of had DeMarcus Cousins. Like, something ridiculous. Yeah. So I was like, what? And, like, DeMarcus Cousins is, like, a top five player yeah. in the league. So there, there are some problems, and they do need to be changed. And I think that the legacy spot is one start, and then I also think that weighing the votes or maybe doing what your approach is maybe vote on the last spot or two or something give the fans some power because i don't know i don't know if the fans will like that because they'll be used to picking 10 guys versus only picking two to four 
So uh, it, it would really decrease the fans' power. So I don't know how the fans would take it and how they would react, but tough shit. I think they I think they need to fix it. I mean, it's because, not their league, so. Yeah, and it's like, and people's legacies are on the line. Like, yeah. and, and I've also heard one thing, we'll go get back to sub, snubs real quick, that I wanted to mention. Portland is currently eighth right now in the West, and so with Lillard, or I think they just dropped to ninth, but they're basically in the hunt for the playoffs, whereas Anthony Davis is all the way at the bottom. Some people were saying for the snub, instead of taking out Aldridge, what about taking out Davis, who's on a like poor team, who's like injury gonna, prone? I was thinking that too, but I just feel like Davis is still so realistically good. so good. Yeah. And he's he's pretty entertaining. Like He's a big guy who can move, run the floor, he mm-hmm. can alley-oop, he can shoot threes, he can block shots. So I think he's a guy that's deserving and wants to see it. But, but I was thinking that earlier too. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. It gave me something I would still take davis because he's just so good like i i could see the argument if davis wasn't as good as he is like if davis because davis when he's healthy and playing he's a top five guy so i don't think uh if he was maybe a top 10 top 15 it'd be a whole nother story i think you could take him out but with him being so good i think you have to take him in i just thought it was an interesting point so with that to conclude the all-stars uh predict i'm asking you to predict into the future here which team wins and who gets MVP? Uh, let's go with. I want. I feel like I say the East every year, and I feel like they don't even win anymore. <laughs> really? I don't know. Um, I'll go. I'll go West. Just I'm going West, and I'm going with my boy for the MVP, Boogie Cousins. I'm just gonna go with it. Just ride out your fantasy team. Yeah, ride out the fantasy, but no, seriously, Cousins should be starting the All Star game. Maybe he's got a little grudge. He's not starting. Maybe he comes in, he plays heavy minutes because he he is a big guy, but it's not like he's like some out of shape mm-hmm. bomb. Like he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna go in there. He's probably gonna dominate because he's the best center in the league flat out. So you know, and I don't know. I he surprisingly he's actually a good three point shooter too. So he can <laughs> he can fill he can fill out the buckets from anywhere on the floor. You know. So let's go west one forty two to one thirty one. Wow. And let's go with Cousins as MVP. So you even gave the score. Even the score. Wow. All right. All right, then I'm going to have to do some scoring on the spot here. And just to procrastinate while I do that, while I think this over in my head, I'll go over the starters for the West are Kobe, Curry, Durant, Leonard, and Westbrook. And then the reserves are Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul, James Harden, DeMarcus Cousins, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Anthony Davis. Then in the East, you have starting, you have Kyle Lowry and Dwayne Wade as the backcourt, and then the frontcourt with no center, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, LeBron James, and the reserves are John Wall, Jimmy Butler, Andre Drummond, Chris Bosh, DeMar DeRozan, Paul Millsap, and Isaiah Thomas. So with that being said, I still don't know. I, the I West, like the West, the West sounds quote-unquote sexier. I feel like that's yeah. a more attractive team. I just... The guys like Mello, Wade, um, and Millsad just don't sound that exciting. As like, Leonard, yeah, Durant, Cousins, yeah, Cousins, Harden off the bench, like yeah, like that, and I don't know, that's that, pretty good. That West team is really is really really good. Um, so I I think the West is always a safe pick every year because they've won. I don't quote me on this. I'm just taking a guess, but I think it's like eight of the last eleven, something like that. Like. The West always wins. The West has the better players. 
than the East every year. So the East really doesn't win much. So I'll agree with the West, but I'm going with, and I I thought about this earlier before we recorded, and I'm still hesitant to pick it, but I'm going to ride out with it. I think Kobe gets the MVP because oh uh, it isn't it isn't fan selected the voting right it's it's yeah, not I is it so. or I think so yeah I'm not entirely so. sure if the fans have a vote in the MVP or not I think they do you think they do okay well if that's the case then it's a lock <laughs> but if it's not I don't know Kobe's just gonna come out gunning he's gonna say you know what um turning back the clocks. yeah I'm turning back the clocks he just dropped 38 last week. He's feeling pretty good. I mean, I, I think Shaq, Shaq won the MVP in his last All-Star game. I think that was his last one that year. He Yeah, it might have been. Won, no, nine, I think it was. It so might. It, maybe. Maybe he tries <laughs> to outdo Shaq. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, uh, I think I'm going to stick with Kobe. But if not, I think another interesting pick would be Westbrook. Because Westbrook almost dropped like he went insane last, last year. year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, he was like he was like two points away from tying or from breaking the record for most points in a All Star game. I believe he was at fifty or forty nine or something like that. And so he was really good last year. So I could see him just being the aggressive nature that he is. I could totally see him going for it. But uh, I'm gonna stick with Kobe. I'm gonna believe in Kobe, and we'll ride it out. And we'll see what happens. Alright, so all-star rosters are done. That's Sunday night. Just to give you a rundown, I'll go back to the NBA app and it will tell you. Okay, so the scheduling breakdown, just to get into it, is starting Friday night, this Friday, the NBA all-star celebrity game coached by Drake and Kevin Hart. It has some NBA guys as well as some stars, uh, Chauncey Billups, Tracy McGrady, T-Mac, which I'm really excited to see T-Mac back. And uh, it ha- it'll have some celebrities too, some Canadian-based celebrities and some American celebrities, because it is in Toronto, in case you've been sleeping under a rock. <laughs> uh, then we'll have the BBVA Rising Stars Challenge, which is all first- and second-year players, and it's split up Team USA versus Team World. This is the second time they're doing this. They started it for the first time last year. And then on Saturday, that'll be it for Friday. So then Saturday... On February 13th, it'll be the D-League All-Star Game at 2 p.m. And then on uh, and then the NBA All-Star Saturday night event, my favorite night of the weekend, will be on TNT at 8 p.m. Uh, look out for that one. That one's going to be always, that's always fun. Like I said, it's my favorite day of the weekend. And then Sunday, also on TNT, will be the West vs. East All-Star Game starting at 8 p.m. So that's the rundown of the schedule. And now we'll get into the events. So starting with the Rising Stars Challenge, uh, do you like the roster and do you think there are any snubs? Uh, I think the rosters are fine. There's only so much you could do almost, it seems like, for Team World. Like, they have good players, but they do have some players. You Questionable. Might... Questionable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like we were talking earlier, I think Team USA, Marcus Smart seemed a little odd to me. He's mm-hmm. really not been what he was supposed to be. Uh, I think you could fill him with our hometown boy, Stanley Johnson. Absolutely. Um, so that sucks not to see him in there. But I, I do like the I like the game a lot. I thought the rookie versus sophomores really worn worn itself out after, you know, so many years. Right. So I really like the USA versus World thing just to give it's almost like they're playing for something still and the fans also are like right. wanting to see who's gonna win that. So I think it's a uh, you know, it's a fair matchup, and I'm excited for that for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice theme 
and uh, I kind of like I like this theme, but I kind of liked back a couple years ago when they did the draft where they had the pool and they drafted. That was that was, was pretty Shaq fun. And Barkley. Yeah, like I mean, some of those picks were kind of dumb, yeah. but like it was still fun. Uh, it was still a good I mean, event. It's 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 entertainment purposes, and that's, right. I mean that's what it was for sure. But like and like me being a basketball geek, like I enjoy like all sorts of fancy drafts. Like ten years ago when they did that, you remember they did that all time draft? Yeah, yeah, like things like that. I enjoy. Um, so I would have liked to have seen that, and I totally agree. Stanley Johnson should have definitely made it over Marcus Smart at least. Uh, maybe somebody, maybe somebody like Alfred Payton as well. Uh, Justice Winslow could have been another guy who could have got in, uh, but yeah, I agree. Like the team, the team USA is kind of hard to pick, and then the team, the team world is like it has some good heavy names: Kristaps Przingis and Andrew Wiggins leading it, and then it also has, uh, then it also has Mario Hazonia, which is a secret weapon. He's gonna unleash. I love that guy. So. And then after that, it kind of gets to some random, not really random, but not known people, not really great people like Raul Nadal. Like, you could definitely find an American that's better than him. Yeah. So that that's kind of the problem with the team world. But I like it because it's kind of an underlining theme throughout the entire weekend because it's in Toronto for the first time. It's outside of U.S. for the first time. And it, I feel like it gives a good chance for guys to like put on a showcase that right. might not get that attention like these guys in Utah, like Lyles and Nato. So yeah. I feel like that's definitely cool for them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, I like it, but um, you know, I just wish there was better uh, world prospects, and there really isn't. So that's kind of, this, that's kind of where it suffers in this. But uh, overall, I, I like it, and I think... I'm going to go with, if I had to predict right now, that Team USA wins. I just think that they're deeper and they kind of wipe the floor. But this this kind of event is weird because it's a no-defense event. It's a really fun, up-paced, high-scoring. It's, like, it's pretty much who's feeling it at the time. Right, right, right. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah, like like Tim Hardaway and Deion Waiters yeah, that had that awesome. duel yeah. a couple years ago. Isaiah Thomas got in. So like it's always it's always very fun, and I definitely recommend this. This is a great watch. And so I think that Team USA wins, but Team World, you know, if Chris Stops or Wiggins or Hazonia take over and just unleash, they could actually win because it is, like we said, a no defense contest. So it's very interesting, but I'm going to go with Team USA. And actually, you know what? No, I'm going to switch. I, I, I have a feeling that Team World's going to do it. It's, it's in Canada, which is outside the U.S. So I think Wiggins is going to put on a show, but I think Hazonia my boy is going to ride out and get the MVP. I think he's going to come out guns blazing. Chris, who do you think wins? I was well, I was going to pick Team World, but you just picked him, so I'm not. I'm <laughs> so not, you can go against me. Yeah, might as well go against you, make it a little more fun. So right. let's go Team USA. If you look at the roster, they're definitely more stacked than well-known right. players. Like Towns and Oak for already is just overwhelming. It seems like. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. It should be a fun game. All right, so who do you think gets MVP then if you're picking USA? Uh, let's go Mm-mm-mm. Towns. I think Towns is yep. the best. I think Towns is pretty much the best player in the game. Maybe Wiggins ahead of him, yeah. but he's really good and he's gonna get a scene amount of, like every ungodly amount of rebounds. Like sometimes <laughs> in these games, you see guys with yeah. like 25 rebounds. Yeah, and he he sometimes he gets like 20 in regular season. So. Well, he, what know. was that? Uh, what was that year when Kenneth Fareed won? Remember when they got when Fareed got like probably those like insane amount ago, of probably. rebounds? Yeah. yeah, he got like, oh, God, 
I don't even remember, but I think it was like 32. Or I don't yeah, know. it was ridiculous. It was a, such a high number. So, uh, and then he had like 40 points to go yeah. with it. Like he looked like he looked like he was Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> back in the 60s, like in 70s. So, uh, this event is really fun. And just to break down the rosters for you, so you guys can see and make your own opinions for yourself. Team USA has Jordan Clarkston, Rodney Hood, Zach Levine, Nerlens Noel, Alfred Payton. Okafor, Jahil Okafor, that is, Jabari Parker, D'Angelo Russell, Marcus Smart, Nancy Towns. Pretty guard heavy. It's got some mobile bigs too, though, so it's going to be very interesting. It's a very fast pace up and down. Uh, and then Team World has Bojan Bojanovic of the Nets, Clint Capella, Mario Hazonia, uh, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets, Emmanuel Moutier, Raul Nato, Christos Porzingis, Andrew Wiggins, Dwight Powell and Trey Lyles, who is replacing the injured Nikola Mirotic. So again, it's going to be interesting. If you look at the rosters, like you said, USA is more stacked. But I just got a feeling that my boy Mario Hazonia is going to pull it out. I'm predicting it right now. Hazonia drops 38. Oh, man. 38 on him, which is kind of not really a lot. But I, I, I'm picking Hazonia. Hazonia drops 38. Wiggins and Przingis, they each, all three of them drop 30. That's what I'm predicting, and I and I think that's going to be enough for Team World to win. So, moving on, we'll go with uh, interesting. An interesting thing happened this year. Uh, just a week ago, when all the lists were announced and all the events were announced, they announced that the Shooting Stars Challenge is no longer an option after Bosch and his team was a three-peat team. It was a game for those of you who may have watched but not remember. It was the first event where you start with a mid-range. Then you go to a three-point shot, and then you go to a half-court shot, and you have th- three people. You have a former NBA player, a current NBA player, and a WNBA player. So it was it was a very entertaining, uh, very entertaining. I liked it. I liked the event, but some people, you know, didn't really care for it. Uh, Chris, are you okay with them just cutting this out? I think I'm fine with it. I used to join a lot when the Pistons weren't in and the Spurs yeah, were always Yeah, when they in had there. the cities, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, the cities was cool. Um, like another kind of thing, kind of worn itself out. Uh, it's it's a quick event too, so it's not like it's not like you're saving that yeah, much time. Yeah, and it was I don't know. I like that it was kind of diverse. Like you said, you get the NBA old players, and then you get the uh, players now, and then the WNBA players, of course. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have a problem with it. Like I'm not going to miss it so much. So it's it's fine with me. Right. Like I'm not going to cry about it, but yeah. uh, I I would have liked to have seen it, and I would have just. I I wish that if they were removing an event, that they would add an event. You know what I mean? So yeah, I know what you mean. So if you had to pick, or if if you could think, can you think of any events that you would have liked to have seen them add? Honestly, no. Like I I brought we brought this up last year, and it's not even my idea. But oh yeah, we're yeah. talking about the uh, the, the, the 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 one the three v three or right? Yeah, well, like the, either one, like one yeah. player, and then like a like Mike scenario where they. Miraculously draw this ticket from the crowd, and here comes Bow Wow coming out there to school LeBron, something like that. I don't know. I think that'd be cool, and like it would definitely bring in the attendance. Like you would want to, right? You would well, want to be there. You want a shot to play Curry, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, attendance isn't a problem. No, uh, but the problem, like it's always sold out every year. But the problem is, like, very few fans actually get in because it's so celebrity driven. Like I seen, uh, I seen a stat that said. Like less than, or around ten percent of the of the people in there are actual fans. Like they're not celebrities or managers or 
or NBA guys. So it is a very so like that's a problem with that. But um, you brought it up last year on the podcast, and it was really interesting. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Nick, brought it up, and he said that what you do is you um, you have you have a superstar like Kevin Durant, and he draws a name from a raffle, right? And yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. And it's one of the fans in the crowd. And whoever it is, they come down, and you play one-on-one versus a superstar and another random fan from the crowd. And it's it would just be like a great way to get the fans involved. So I really like that idea. Uh, also, there's the horse idea. Which I really like. Uh, they had it that one year. It was kind of cool. Uh, I thought I thought that if you gave it the opportunity, it could really be a good game. But the problem with that is like horse could be either five minutes or yeah. or or an hour, so you don't really know. So uh, that's like the problem with horse because I heard that there was a lot of talk that they wanted to bring that in, but again, it's such a it's such an unpredictable event that you, you really don't know what you're getting. So. Ultimately, I'm okay with them axing it uh, because I do like the other challenges, and I do think of the four challenges, that was definitely the weakest one. And so we'll move on to the first challenge this year now, the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, which indeed seen an interesting switch. Uh, shout out to the starters at NBA TV, Jay Skeets, Tass, all them. They've been campaigning for years since before they were even on NBA TV that. They wanted to see big men in the skills challenge, talented big men. And so this year, they finally got it. Here is the field for the Taco Bell skills challenge. It is Patrick Beverly, the reigning champ, followed by DeMarcus Cousins, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, CJ McCollum, Carl Anthony Towns, Isaiah Thomas, and Jordan Clarkston. So it's going to be a very interesting field. And what it is, for those of you who don't know, is it's an obstacle course with uh, dribbling, passing, shooting, all the things. And so it, it's it's definitely geared towards guards, but I think a lot of these versatile forwards like Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns, a lot of these versatile big men are going to be very well suited. And I think they can actually kind of hold up on their own on this. Chris, do you like the changes to the event? Yeah, I definitely like the change. We don't know the format, I guess we were saying, but right. it is for essentially four bigs and four guards. guards. So I would like to see them kind of break them up into brackets with the four bigs and the four guards together, and then the winner of each bracket go head-to-head in the final. Yeah. I think that would be really interesting to see. Um, it's definitely a cool scenario because it's not like the bigs are not talented. Like They're they they're very skillful, so it's going to be cool to see what they can put on. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and I think it's, it's a little new spice to it. And I really hope that that's how they do it, that they break them apart into brackets because I just think – I just think like if you see guard center guard center every time that's going to be kind of that's not going to be as entertaining as watching all big men and all guards yeah. at the same time go head to head. So I like it. Um and so with that w- is there anybody in this challenge that you would have liked to have seen? Like if if you could take anybody out at anybody in who would you um, yeah, I would say Airport Zingas. I think he's cool, man. He seems <laughs> he seems awesome. He's a fan favorite, as we know that. Like yeah. he was like in the top five highest selling jersey. Like he was ahead of like these huge names. He and, almost got voted into the All Star. Yeah, too. I was surprised. I was actually surprised he didn't. But I think that'd be cool to see him in there because he's in the uh, Team World Team USA. But I think that's the only thing he's in for the weekend. So I think that'd have been cool because I think he's he's obviously really popular, and it would have been cool to get him into another event. So. Yeah, I, I think I think you'll see him if they keep this this big man tradition. I think you'll see him get 
get some as he as he grows up yeah. and becomes a better player. But uh, yeah, he would be interesting. So who would you then take out if you're if you're adding that? Uh, say I'm adding him into the bigs. I would take out. Of the bigs, yeah. Of the four bigs. Uh, I would say Towns. I was going to say Green because I don't like Draymond Green. But <laughs> I, well, I just, like, a, as of watching him, I don't like him. He's a good player. But I think he's probably the biggest threat out of the bigs. So I would say Towns just because I feel like Towns isn't as, I don't know. Like, I just feel like he isn't as, I don't know what the word is. I don't want to say cool, but, like. Yeah, he's not as entertaining. Yeah, he's not. I, I see what you're saying. So get Air Porzingis in there. Yeah. Yeah, anybody else for your fantasy team you want to add? You already got Cousins in here. <laughs> oh, no, I traded Porzingis. Oh, yeah, that's right. You traded him. So, oh, Porzingis. <laughs> you miss him? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right. So if I had to if I had to pick a, a Ross uh, snub, I would like to go with who? That's, that's tough. Um, man. If I had to go with a big man, a big man snub, I want to think of a big man snub. I like Porzingis a lot, but if you had to put me on the spot for a big man snub, who would that be? Uh, Aaron Gordon. I don't know if he really counts, but I'd like to see him. He's pretty versatile and pretty fun. Uh, he's a power forward, so I think I think he qualifies. Uh, I would like to see him. Or, but if I'm just thinking of a guard, like I think you can find a better guard than Jordan Clarkston. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, somebody like Damian Lillard maybe it would be fun. He's already been in this event though. If you wanted a fresh leg, uh, just throw in Hazonia. Just throw in Hazonia. I like that. A throwback. Guy. We bring in Nash and Parker. Yeah. I feel like they were in the event for like. Seven, oh yeah. Years in a row. That was crazy. That's that was great though. Be, yeah, it used to be really good that back then. Yeah. Them. Um. Uh, Jimmy Butler was in it last year. Who who else? If you could think, Brandon Jennings, I think could somebody be good for it. But he 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 was already in it. Um, yeah, there's really not many good guards that haven't been in it already. Uh, so yeah, I'll stick with I'll stick with Damian Lillard again. I I'd like to see him over Jordan Clarkston. Uh, maybe maybe uh, throw in Aaron Gordon over one of the bigs like Cousins. I would have to. I'd say if you had to replace a big. <laughs> Don't get defensive now. If if I had to replace a big, I think it'd be Cousins because I think of them, he's like the slowest of them all. You know what I mean? Like it, it's an obstacle course. So I feel like Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns. I yeah. feel like they're more mobile than Cousins, even though Cousins is mobile. But if I had to, sorry, Chris, Cousins would get the axe. All right. So that's enough for the skills challenge. Well, actually, wait. Before we go, we didn't get an actual winner. Who do you think? Let's say let's go with your theory of splitting up the bigs and the guards. Who makes the finals and who wins? Uh, Anthony Davis versus Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas for the win. Wow, that was fast. Okay, uh, I'm going. I'm going. Draymond Green versus Patrick Beverly. Draymond Green wins. I think Pe- Beverly's been in it before. He's got the feel of it. I think he's going to do well, and I think he'll he'll get through the guards. And then I think Draymond Green will get through the bigs. And I think Draymond Green will win. Because if there's any big, I think, on this list, I think it's Draymond Green that could win it. Uh, so we'll go with that, and now we'll move on to the three-point shootout, my favorite event of the night. All right, so just to list off the participants of the three-point contest, you got, of course, Steph Curry, I mean, obviously the defending champion and the three-point god, James Harden, uh, Clay Thompson, for, or current splash bar, right? Why did I say former? Uh, Chris Middleton... 
of the of the Milwaukee Bucks, kind of a surprise sneak in there for one of the last spots. Kyle Lowry, hometown Toronto uh, Toronto Raptor. JJ Redick, who's shooting unbelievable this season, he's shooting fifty percent from three. He's insane. Uh, Chris Bosh, they I felt like they needed to add a big man there, so I think that's why Bosh made it. Bosh is a pretty good three point shooter. And the Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix Suns, the one bright spot in Phoenix <laughs> that we've talked about earlier in our other podcast. Uh, Devin Booker, this guy can really shoot. I like him a lot, um, so I, I'm, I was happy to see him involved in it. So, do you like the field, Chris? Yeah, I think the field's actually really good. It's actually pretty powerful in the stars. Like at least half of these guys are all stars: Curry, Harden, Clay, Bosh. All all stars, yeah, and Lowry, and Lowry, and Middleton honestly could have been, yeah. but you know it's definitely a good field. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, is there anyone you would like to swap out? No, honestly, I think it's pretty good. I I, I mean, agree. I like I, I honestly don't mind Bosch, but I not, but I do like having a big in there. So yeah. I'm not going to complain about it. I just right. really know when I would change out. Yeah, I think if you had to take one out, I think it'd be Middleton or Bosch. But Bosch, you're not really going to find a better equip big man for this yeah. for this competition maybe Dirk but he's, he's maybe your boy Chris stops maybe maybe cousins <laughs> maybe cousins <laughs> Jeez, just throw him in every event this year <laughs> Jeez, this guy's in love with them all right so it's it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Curry's gonna win this right like if you had to if you had to take the if you had to put a percentage on Curry winning what would it be 70 70 Okay. Yeah. Like I would feel, I I think I feel like pretty confident putting some money on him, but I don't want to go with everyone. Like everyone's gonna say, "Oh, Curry, this Curry, that." I'm not gonna I go, with go Curry. against the grain. I'm gonna. I'm saying Chris Middleton wins. Chris Middleton? I think so. Wow! In the pregame, you had a different pick there. I know. I was thinking Devin Booker. Um, I like Booker a lot. He's, so, he's also on my fantasy team. If you didn't Jesus. know that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Booker's really good though. Like he was drafted essentially because he is a good shooter, and he's one of those guys that's going to stay in the league and literally just make a career off threes, which pretty yeah. much JJ Redick does. <laughs> right. Um, so he's going to be one of those guys. Um, but him being a rookie might not be well known or like that popular. So I think he's an underdog. So I I want to go with one of those two, Middleton or Booker. Don't I'm not going to say a hundred percent winner, but I think one of those two will win. No Splash Bros. No Splash Bros. Wow. Okay. That is that is a pretty bold statement there. Um, even though we are hedging our bets by saying Curry's the majority, I'm going with Curry. I'm just not going to doubt him. But I like Booker. The only the only uh, slight I have against him would be that he is he is a rookie. It is his first time in the event. So sometimes like people, it took Curry like four tries to get this right. Yeah, but so, it, it could also put like a chip on his shoulder. Like, okay, I'm here on a big right. stage. I want to show what I, I got. I, I'm not saying that it's nervousness, but I think like you know it's you your first time in the event. It, the yeah, feel of it and all that. So, definitely. so I I I would hesitate to say like Booker could either do really well or really bad. Like I, Harden Harden did terrible. So um, Harden, I don't think I don't think he'll he'll be a threat. Uh, I think Curry. If you had to pick a biggest threat to him, it sounds so basic to say Clay. Like, it, but it's it's got to be Clay or Redick or. I think Bosch is kind of a sleeper. You think so? You think Bosch has a shot or no? No. No? No, no dinosaur. Wait a minute. (laughs) No dinosaur. Wait a minute. It is his former team, so he could 
He could want to show what the fans, he hit what they were missing. You yeah. Know, he was there. Even so. though he left them and he has no reason to spite them. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, but they might be salty. They might be booing him. He's like, okay, All right. I'll show you what I got still. <laughs> still. All right. So, with that being said, we like the rosters. We're excited. I'm taking Curry. He's taking most likely Curry, but if not, Middleton or Booker, right? And my, if not Curry, would be Chris Bosh. I'm going with Chris Bosh. Let me finalize the pick real quick. Curry's out the door. I'm going Chris Middleton. Oh, wow. So you're just, you're just. I'm going Middleton. All right. Wow. All right. Curry, Curry, the guy who's like, who's dominating the league in three-point shooting. You're really not going to take him. No. The best three-point shooter ever. Uh-uh. The best shooter ever. Yeah, that's debatable. All right. All I'm right. still, I'm st- Give him some time. I'm still a Ray Allen guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's another debate for another podcast. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, slam dunk contest. The rosters are Will Barton. I can't really call it a roster. It's four guys. But the participants are Will Barton of the Denver Nuggets, the surprise phenom. Andre Drummond of the Detroit Pistons. Very happy about that selection. Guy represent. Um who, oh, Zach Levine, yeah. Levine. That guy, Zach Levine, who's yeah, pretty good. That defending who's, champion, Zach yeah, Levine. Yeah, he's pretty good at dunking. I heard he can dunk pretty well. And then Aaron Gordon, who I'm I'm surprised, I'm really excited for, and I think he can surprise a lot of people. So I I like the field. Chris, do you like the field? Yeah, the, field, the field's actually pretty good. Uh, Drummond's an all-star, so that's cool to have an all-star in the event. Right. Um, Levine, the fitting champ, of course, he's going to be back. Barton, a young guy, surprised a lot of people. I like him being in there. And then Gordon... When Gordon was coming out of college, I didn't agree, but he was getting comparisons to Blake Griffin. I right. didn't, I didn't really see that star power, but I see the style of play the, in the athleticism. And, yeah, right. definitely. And Blake was Blake won the dunk contest, and there's that theory of like, oh, it's rigged. I think it was in LA that year too, and he dunked over the Kia, <laughs> and that dunk was pretty lame. But his dunks before that were really good. So right. Gordon might uh, surprise people with his athleticism and what he can do. Yeah, I think. I think he has the potential. I think if you had to pick, uh, if you had to pick one person to dethrone Zach Levine, I think he's the guy. But I think, I think this one's even more clear cut than the three point contest. I think Zach Levine's just going to shut this one down again. Do you think we're going to see a shutdown, or do you think somebody's going to actually come close, if not de- dethrone? First off, let me uh, apologize to Zach Levine personally. Last year we did this podcast. And I was not excited for Levine whatsoever. I just didn't <laughs> think it was like even cool that he was in it, and he was awesome. Like he was really good. Yeah. So, for the record, I was also I was also against Levine. So, yeah, we we both uh, we he, both messed up on that. Yeah, one. he he was very surprisingly very very good. Um, like it's a cliche thing, like with the whole Curry thing. I don't want to say Levine's gonna come out and win. But he's probably the favorite. Like Drummond, like you said, he's kind of yeah. gumpy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Will Barton, I don't know. Like, I don't know who to really even go with. I would say Levine's the just favorite. Go with, just go with the main pick for once, damn yeah. it. All right, I'll go with the main pick. I'll follow along with Levine. But watch, this year he's going to be terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what's the over or under? Because we, we both agree that Drummond is a complete gump. If you've ever watched him run fast breaks or dribble the ball up himself. I just don't know what he can do. Like, right. 
How long can he hang in the air for? What's yeah, he. Gonna... I don't think he's the Dwight Howard athlete, but I think he's good athlete. Yeah, I mean, his wingspan's crazy. He'd probably do something like JaVale McGee. Yeah, like he could probably dunk on like 14-foot rim. Yeah, like, that'd maybe, be kind of cool. Maybe he'll pull that out. I don't know. I, I like, don't know. Yeah, I don't, one, I don't think he's that creative, but what's the over-under on him missing a dunk and falling? Well, I know you said it was like 60% chance that happens. I yeah. don't know. I, <laughs> I think it's a 60% chance he either... Misses a dunk or just flat out falls. You might trip on a shoelace. I don't know. <laughs> I love you, Drummond, but yeah, this this might not be your event. So, with that being said, though, we have to kind of circle back to an earlier topic. We have, uh, for the record, though, I am going Levine as well as you. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but we we talked about earlier how they cut out the rising or not the rising stars, the shooting stars challenge. And so we were talking about replacement ideas, and I heard this, I heard this idea again, and this was on the starters. So credit to starters again for coming up with this great idea. And I heard it on their drop pod, and they were talking about how if you're not going to add an event, maybe add more people to the event. Maybe they, we've been searching for a way to fix the dunk contest, and really, ultimately, I think you and I are both of the mindset that it's just it just has to be good dunkers like it just it just has to the dunks have to be good in order that's all it matters but there is an idea of maybe adding more people instead of going to four or instead of having four go to maybe six or eight what do you think about that idea the problem with that i feel like the more guys the less chance they're the more common it is to see repetitive dunks right whether it's literally the same dunks that the contest or from previous years Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I like. I think. Well, I don't think it's not always been four. I don't think. Uh, it used to. It used like, to I not be. Like, I feel like in the nineties, there's probably eight guys. Like I feel yeah. that. But that's when it was still kind of fresh, you know. Right. So the more opportunities for dunks, but also like guys have been. I feel like have progressively getting more athletic, so mm-hmm. they can have more chances at dunks we may have never seen. I don't know. Maybe like. I I really don't know. Maybe you, maybe put Vince Carter in there for a throwback. <laughs> Jesus, he he can he still dunk? Uh there's actually a thing like I seen it a couple weeks ago and he missed a dunk in the game. I was just like, this is it. <laughs> this so is sad. it. He's riding out in the sunset with Kobe. Yeah, he used to be my favorite player, and now it's like he's on Memphis on the bench, ruining his stats. I'm just like, Ugh. I like that he still likes to play. And you see that thing like it was like a week ago, and he's like. 20 years would be cool. I want to be like Kobe. So, And this year is his 19th. Oh, Meaning God. Don't one do more it. year. Don't do it. One more year. He's returned to Toronto to get the ring next year. Oh, does... And he's getting that legacy spot in the all Yeah, game. yeah. That's what was, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. Does he get the legacy oh, spot? Oh, definitely. He's, he's, he's deserving. He's right. an awesome player. Yeah. Yeah, I love Vince Carter. Um, So, the idea to fix the dunk contest. I like the idea of adding more people and I say sure why not like if you're gonna if you're gonna cut out an event not replace it add more people to the dunk contest maybe there's a chance like how about you said this? how about the fans want to get involved you vote in one person to the dunk contest oh I like that and you cannot decline like yeah. LeBron you can't decline yeah like put it in because he would essentially probably get voted in because yeah. he never did it they, they would probably the fans would be dumb probably voting Kobe Oh my! I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. Yeah, that'd I, be he, terrible. Uh, he was good in like '98 in the dunk contest or whenever that was. Yeah, 
97, I think, was the year he won it. 97, 98. Yeah. So, <laughs> I like that fan idea of voting it in. Maybe if you take away their all-star voting, but you let them vote in the weekend categories. Yeah, no, that would be cool, because they're still of, getting involved. And, yeah. like, the, pretty much the main dessert is the all-star game. So, but, leave that up to... Yeah, the people with that the educated yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. To put it nicely, yeah, definitely. All right. So with that being said, we've talked about how the slam dunk contest we talked about last year in length because the year before last year was really bad in terms of dunk contests. So we've kind of kept talking about this idea: should the main event be the three point shootout? I would say no, just because I feel like the fans get. Even if it is a boss, I still, the fan, like, they come back the next year and they have hope, like, it's going to be good. And if they don't have hope, well, and it is good, then they're surprised, like, oh, yeah. that was really good. I just still think it's the most exciting. I think it's the coolest. So I think it definitely should remain as the the finale. Right. I, I think, like, like, put it this way. The slam dunk at its highest is way, way greater than the three-point shooting at its highest. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. Way more entertaining. So... I, I agree. I think that the events should stay how they are. And uh, I'd like to maybe next year hopefully find out some uh, some new event. Because I think it's about time for a new event. They'll I probably really add do. one. You, th- you think There's so? just such a short amount of time. Like, yeah. Well, are they going to pull one out? Yeah. I think they're just boss. trying to save money this year. Yeah, they might be. All right. So with that being said, we will end it there. That is your second annual All-Star Weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend podcast. Again, this is Chris Platty with Chris Phillips, and we had a great time with these predictions. And you can follow us on Twitter and uh, comment at us. I'm at crispy1132. You are at Chris Phillips underscore three. All right, and that's that. And you can tweet at us about uh, maybe throw us some suggestions for our next podcast, and uh, maybe tweet at us and see tweet us your thoughts on who's going to win these. Uh, these challenges and all all this event so again i will end with this i will recap the weekend event for you in case you missed it in the first part of the uh, podcast it will be at 7 p.m eastern on friday it will be the celebrity all-star game again that's on espn and then from after that it goes to uh it goes to the rising stars on tnt at nine and from here on out everything is on tnt so Friday you have at 9 p.m. Eastern. These are Eastern times, by the way. You have the Team USA versus Team World. And then uh, on Saturday night you have at 8 p.m. You have the NBA All-Star Saturday night. And then Sunday you have the uh, the actual All-Star game itself at 8 p.m. on TNT East vs. West. So again, this is our second annual podcast. Had a great time with this and look to see you guys next year and uh, enjoy the weekend.